This is QD Clinic, and I'm Dr. Jack Cush. QD Clinic is brought to you by Room Now Live, a next generation medical meeting. Our case this week begins with the reluctant rheumatologist and Pegloda case. Saw a 60 year old white male who had a lot of comorbidities and a history of gout. You, not surprising, uh, this patient had hypertension, diabetes, chronic renal disease, was on many different medicines. He had been diagnosed with gout 10 years ago, has had many attacks over the years, a history of sort of incomplete um, control with um, the attacks going from acute and intermittent to chronic and additive. And now he's at the point of having chronic tophaceous gout, involves the hands, the feet, the elbows, occasionally the knees. Uh, and when we saw him recently, he was on 400 milligrams of allopurinol. His uric acid level was 6.8. Um, and he was still having intermittent attacks and a lot of pain. And a lot of his pain, as you might imagine, is related to inflammatory damage and secondary pain and periarticular pain. But then he seems to have uh, warmth and inflammation in some joints as well. The question is, how do you manage him? He's at the stage of having a chronic inflammatory polyarthritis because of his his urate deposition disease evidenced by some big bulky you know um, walnut to pear size not pear size almost pear size um, collections of of tofi elbows feet hands um, knees it's you know obviously disforming and um, and hard for him the issue is in discussion with the other rheumatologists managing this case is that there's a reluctance to start this man on case. Yes, you could step up his allopurinol, and yes, you could be one of the few rheumatologists out there that you know would use a dose higher than 400 or 300. Um, but the facts are that rheumatologists aren't as great as we think we are at managing gout. We just like podiatrists and renal docs and internists largely only use 300 milligrams a day. We seldom have ever used combination therapy. Um, very few of you have actually used case, although the numbers of case use in the last 10 years that it's been approved has actually gone steadily up. Um, but many of you have never used it for fear of side effects, anaphylaxis, tales told around the campfire or clinic fire or whatever. And, um, and I'm here to tell you that I'm not afraid to use it. I've tried to use it a number of times and had problems either with the patient or the insurance or the patient being really sick and thinking they're too sick to get this infusion. Um, and then, um, and I have used it. And it's really, uh, I think, a very effective way. The issue here is the argument that was pre presented to me by the other rheumatologists in discussion was, well, if we increase his dose up to 600, even up to 800 milligrams, we can start to get him to a hypouricemic state where he can lower his levels enough that he can dissolve some of those uh, tophi. The problem is the tophi are the tip of the iceberg. He has a tremendous total body urate load. When you see tophi at all, what you're not seeing can be magnified uh, 10 times fold, 100 fold. Um, and if you want to prove it, then do, do, do the dual energy CT scans, the DEC scans that show urate deposits lighting up. Um, the problem with, I think, the, the use of this therapy is an overestimation of anaphylaxis. You know, infusion reactions, I think it's like 6-7%. 
and very few of those, you know, less than one in 10 of those actually meet the NIH definition for anaphylaxis. So while it, it, reactions do occur, the main reaction is because you're mobilizing all this urate, you get more gout attacks and patients feel sick. So the drug was approved 10 years ago, done in studies where you give eight milligrams every uh, two weeks or every four weeks. The response rates are basically 40 to 50% of patients. There's a dramatic lowering of serum uric acid levels from whatever they were down to undetectable on this drug. The real issue is whether or not you um, can fight the problem of anti-drug antibodies and their anti-PEG antibodies, which can get in the way in the long-term success, could contribute to some of the toxicity. Uh, and I think that the trend right now is uh, to use a background of either methotrexate, azathioprine, or mycophenolate. There's a study going on right now with mycophenolate being done at UAB by Ken Sag. Uh, I've used azathioprine. We have a recent report in room now about the use, uh, a published report about the use of methotrexate and people going on this. Why would they use these? DMARD drugs, not to treat the chronic synovitis, but to suppress the development of an anti-drug, anti-PEG antibody that can get in the way of, uh, of long-term success. Patients need to be infused. It's not a slow infusion. It's a fairly easy infusion, though. They get pre-medicated with antihistamines and solumedrol, more so than hydrocortisone. It's done every two weeks. You have to get a uric acid level prior to the next uh, infusion because you want to see uric acid levels declining, going down, and staying down. But then if the uric acid starts coming back up, well, that's basically anti-PEG antibodies getting in the way, and now you're gonna have a rise in uric acid, and that means, oops, we shouldn't use the drug. You can prevent that anti-drug antibodies, anti-PEG antibodies by using, again, azathioprine, methotrexate, probably mycophenolate, uh, and patients will have long-term success. How long do you go? As long as it takes to make them disease-free, uh, and to um, uh, reduce their total body urate load, which adds to their risk of renal toxicity, cardiovascular toxicity, et cetera. Um, I am fairly liberal with the use of steroids when we're starting out therapy because infusion reactions are very common and uh, patients should either be on a low dose of steroids or be very quick to use 20 milligrams of steroids at the first hint of a gout flare. Again, rheumatologists, the experts in all tough diseases are somewhat reluctant to use uh, peglodicase, and I don't think that's really necessary. Look for your next patient. I want to tell you about Room Now Live and a session I'm going to be in that's going to be on Saturday. It's the second step session on um, rheumatoid arthritis. In my session, uh, we have the opening lecture being done by Bruce Kronstein from NYU, famous for his work in adenosine. Bruce is going to talk about the mechanisms involved in the efficacy and benefits and toxicities of methotrexate should be a fabulous lecture. Uh, Alvin Wells is going to be talking about updates in imaging and new guidelines for imaging in rheumatoid arthritis, including ultrasound. And then I'll be talking about the differences in seronegative and seropositive and telling you things you didn't know about seronegative RA that will scare you to death. Room Now Live, you can still register at roomnow.live. Talk to you tomorrow.